0: Six of Cups. This is Six of Cups, Episode 4, and this is a round table, a ladies' night of sorts, if you will. I cannot comment on my garb for the evening, but anyways, this is a conversation with BB Tinsley, with Nish Nish, and with JJ, or uh, Blancran, I guess I'm saying that right. That's the White Queen. And we have a wide-ranging discussion from everything from our favorite books <laughs> to concepts of contracts and selfhood and how to get through fear and to live a life that is magical and that is conscientious and compassionate. And we branch out into a lot of different topics, so this one is for you, I'm sure, <laughs> whoever you are. And this is also the point in this show where those who have donated 200 dollars and above will get their names mentioned, get a shout out and good karma or some system that we're slowly developing as we build this show as it moves forward. Well, for now that's all we have for the introduction. I hope you enjoy this wide-ranging panel interview with BB, Nishnish and JJ and myself. So, I will let you hear that now. <laughs> Hello there, stars and starlets all across the globe and galaxy. This is your host, Occult Fan, broadcasting from the mists of the ethers in Boston, Massachusetts. Our super celestial guests are BB Tinsley, an amazing artist and positive person who I hold dear to my own heart. BB originally emerged in Chicago back in the days of rock and roll sock hops. Attempts were put forth to temper and refine they utterly failed. Finally, her mother had the good sense to enroll her in an acting class when she was six years old. Miss became her on and off vocation until 2012 when the world ended. The dead began speaking to her at age 12 and she went underground with these types of abilities. After it became clear, the family didn't approve. The sixties brought psycho knotting along with deep and colorful experiences. Back in August 1987, now a wife and mother, she awakened to the cacophony of several hundred crows outside her bedroom window, as well as on the roof of her house, and she's been learning their language ever since. Currently, she's a photographer, a crystal wrangler, and storyteller. Her website is thebbblog.com, and you can find her YouTube channel at uh, the Kitchen Table Incension Podcast. If you search that, it's on the BB Blog YouTube channel. So, next we do have a Nishnish, Nish who is one of my dearest friends as well. And Nishnish Nish is a creative person living a creative life. And so, that said, our completing participatory patient in this pervade purpose of a panoply of pixies powder celebration is the White Queen herself, who is a voracious lover of poetry. This I have hard data on. (laughs) So JJ, she lives in Manhattan, is an artist and metalsmith. She grew up in Northwest Passages of New Jersey, went to Savannah College of Art and Design, Montclair State University Photography, and metalsmithing. She has been a clairvoyant, psychic, empath, and experiencer of all things strange for her entire life. So good after evening, noon, future, past and present to everyone. Bibi, how are you this evening?
1: I'm doing great and it's wonderful to be here.
0: Thanks for joining us. Like it's fun. It's awesome to have you. Um JJ.
2: Hey there. How Hi.
0: I feel like I know you from somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, seems like they know each other. <laughs> we should, we should, we should talk <laughs> some more after this. You look, you look pretty. Uh, you looks, pre- you look pretty And Nishnish, how art thou?
3: <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I'm very happy to be here with this room of people that I completely love. So it's for me, it's a love fest all around.
0: Well. Nish, I love your love start. So, why don't you, <laughs> because you are a very veteran, talented podcast. I don't even know. No pun. Just, you do a lot of great stuff. So, why don't you start off with what's on your mind right about now?
3: Oh, geez, Nate, Nate. What's on my mind? <laughs> Which one?
0: <laughs> oh, I,
3: you know, wh- okay. So, seriously, though, there is this. Uh, the main thing I'm thinking about right now is how reality seems to be breaking down. I might as well dive right into the woo. And, uh, and it's very palpable if you're looking. And one of the things that we know when when we start looking and observing, our environment is it notices us. Oh, yeah. And so that's more than a cliche. It's earned its status as a cliche. Let's put it that way. It's earned its status. And so there are more of us noticing the anomalous things going on, not just electrical but people and in strangeness I went into a restaurant this last week that had I've been going for years and everyone was different the whole staff was different the food was different and I, I just was I had a person I always go there with who validated this I'm like wait 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 Where are the owners? Where are the regular people? Where is the regular food? And I started to sound like uh, David Burns. And so this is what's on my mind is how whatever's happening is happening right now. So I started looking at the astrology with the Mars and sun stuff, the Uranus and Taurus stuff, this major eclipse coming up and how all this stuff is leading into as we know, these eclipses are, uh, are, are significant. And how this one, especially looking at like the Vedic stuff is, is leading into a chokehold, like a, a bottleneck for six months down the road into 2020 and the how, how tumultuous the summer really is going to be. And it's just now starting with the sun and Mars stuff. So that's, what's on my mind.
0: Yeah, because we started this podcast uh here in the hour of the Mars in the Day of the Sun. So I mean if we had waited fifteen minutes later, it would have been sun sun, but yeah, as it is. It's just to your point. Mm-hmm. baby what do you think about the uh upcoming meat grinder that they are calling it?
1: Well, I'm I've been in it for a while and it's like I've been in it my whole life. And now it feels that everybody is becoming aware of stuff that I had I was going to say been privy to that sounds privileged and that's not what I mean to say just that I have felt the intensity and seen stuff and now there's company um so for whatever that's worth which is probably not a whole lot um it's worth everything
0: in the world bb and I'll say it three times
1: (laughs) well thank you no, just it's worth like, uh, everything
0: in the world, baby. It's worth everything in the world, baby. See, that's three times. I told you, you I was. You never lie.
1: You what are. I say,
0: t- and what I also say three times is true. Um, <laughs> um, so let's, uh, JJ, I feel like you were, are you on this call, JJ? Is there a JJ on the line?
2: I'm here,
0: yeah. Ooh, look at it. Ooh. <laughs> a wild JJ kidding. has appeared. Hello, Wait JJ.
2: Wait my turn.
0: <laughs> it's you.
2: It's what was the question
0: how are you <laughs> let's start there good. It it okay good um what do you think about what we've been talking about
2: uh well the meat grinder <laughs> is that what we're calling it
0: i think that's a general term for the, for the upcoming few months space weather
2: space weather yeah well i mean I don't know what's coming, but I have been saying for a while and I see something pivotal and not so pleasant for a lot of people heading up in the in the summer. I yeah, you know, I was saying sometime in July or so. I'm I'm not sure what it is, but I've been feeling it for a while, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It is, but but I've been. I just see some kind of chaotic big event coming. I I don't know what to say
3: about it. Honestly. Do you think
0: it has anything to do with Uranus, like as part of that as a big function? But we'll work our way around the circle with the idea of Uranus for now.
3: And we need, definitely need to get back into what BB was not actually finished.
0: Oh shit! <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I just well, was following her. So we'll, we'll get there. there. We'll get I here. just want to make sure everyone got a chance to get in on it yeah yeah, let's go after jj oh well we can circle back to Beebs after that and this year you're good we'll we'll wrangle it that way
2: yeah well i do see it having to it seems something to do with the i mean i've been having dreams about it for a while and it seems something to do with the the larger outer planets transmissions coming from the larger outer planets i don't know if it's neuronus or what it is but
0: well, I'm sure it's all of them. Well, yeah. baby, I, we'll get back to that. We'll circle, circle, yeah, that's, that's circle, like all good Go things ahead. do. BB, I didn't want to cut you off. I didn't know that. Okay. So uh wouldn't, uh, would, it would be great if you could get back to what you were saying.
1: Well, it's, it's all of the above related to the astrological sense of what, you know, we're going into. And I have the least amount of astrological knowledge, I think in this group, but I, I'm very intrigued by it. And I have a, um, sort of a, uh, a fundamental knowledge. So I was having a very very interesting conversation with two friends last night about Pluto, and um, Pluto just seems very the the essence of Pluto, which is the underworld and secrets, um, et cetera, et cetera, death the world of death. I've always been really, really comfortable with that. And that's kind of what I was saying when I feel that people who I'm coming into contact with are kind of noticing what I noticed my whole life. And and it's been very uncomfortable actually uh, for most of growing up years, you know, it was really uncomfortable, which I put a lid on and I didn't speak about it. Now there's this explosion of awareness and i'm learning to put words to what i've always been feeling if that makes any sense and it's wonderful it's really wonderful now i don't know what we're going to happen what we're going to happen i don't (laughs) i don't know what's going to happen uh but they're talking about this major confluence of astrological like a big cluster you know what and that this year is in preparation for next year i'm not quite sure what that means although i grok rock it i know it without knowing what it means i'll turn it back to you
0: for sure yeah um i think there's gonna for the 2020 the first thing that comes to mind is like the jupiter saturn conjunction i think that's going to be like uh we talk about the meat grinder yeah i under i understand that's coming up but um i don't know I feel like I'm in a pretty uh, well prepared place for that. I have um Speaking of Pluto, right? I have uh, Pluto in a very comfortable place. Uh, he is in Scorpio, in the I believe uh, ninth house. Want to go with ninth house? Trying to do this right here. Yeah, because uh, I is my – Anyways, so yeah. I uh,
3: actually had a question. Is if may I ask?
0: Go right ahead. Please. it
3: was with uh jj and the dreams for this summer like I, i'm curious it, i found that very provocative and i'm curious to see what images are coming for you through you sure,
2: about actually, this summer. yeah thank um, you
0: for the question yeah. that's good i like that we kind of bring it around there this is good
2: yeah just now i was looking back because i have some notes in my phone <laughs> that i uh I take notes as I wake up to my dreams and, you know, just whatever I can remember really quickly. And I looked back and I had a, I had one specifically on March 6th that I had made a note about um, where I was seeing transmissions coming from what seemed to be on March 6th. Uh, <laughs> it seemed to be something where it was like, false astronauts. Um it was a whole thing. But there were there were like transmissions coming and then false false astronauts coming and doing experiments on humans and like they were the guy it was they were in the guise of being astronauts, but they were really something else. And they were doing experiments on people and like testing people and I don't, I don't know what it was, but that was one of them. And I remember seeing uh, these sort of pulsing red transmissions that were really uh, ominous and I'm, I'm trying to articulate what it was, but I just remember having a really bad feeling about It wasn't good. (laughs) It wasn't a good transmission of... It was like information coming from the planets that was causing upheaval and causing uh, sinister stuff going on here. That was one of them specifically. I don't know
3: how to elaborate on that, but...
0: sounds pretty ominous.
3: No, but I'm feeling that too, and so the fact that and we already know we already know that JJ dreams true, and uh, and has a track record of that. the true true. She it is the true true, and so I'm quite interested in that, and I'm feeling that just on an on an intuitive level, um, and so for this to be coming through JJ's uh, lens is significant.
2: Yeah, and I've had, um, I I don't know what else to call, it's like, it seems to be transmissions and frequencies from different star systems, not just planets, but like constellations and, you know, um, I've had things coming from Sirius and some other, you know, systems or stars, planets. I don't always know what to make of them, but that was one that specifically stood out to me that I remember and then I just looked back at just to see. But that was, that was creepy to me because they were torturing people and uh, these, these so called astronauts and just like watching people's reactions while they were doing stuff to them on gurneys, like, Cutting people's limbs off while they were alive, and just watching them—well, you know they weren't giving them Mm -hmm. anesthesia. Very Jacob's ladder. (laughs) It was really, I was
0: like, "Whoa!" Well, (laughs) Jacob's—that's an interesting thing that you mentioned that because that brings into. So I don't like. I'm not going to say this like super directly, but JJ and I like because what's Jacob's ladder about? But the Vietnam War, in short. so what I'm saying is that JJ and I have been kicking this around and we're going to softly edge this, but um, you know, what do we think about this meat grinder summer signifying something maybe more of a geopolitical kind of level? Why don't we just kind of talk about that for a few minutes here? BB, what do you think about that? I know that you uh, do the Dr. Farrell stuff too, so maybe you could uh, weave some of that into here. What do you think about that?
1: Well, What I think about something really depends on circumstances, the room I'm in, and how I woke up in the morning. And where I'm at about geopolitical right now is I don't really want to go there because... um, Let's see how I can articulate this. It's gonna take me outside of myself, and I really like when i'm i'm in a mood um particularly on sundays i find myself in a mood where i want to pour up my um uh protection my sense of humor my confidence my um aura and if i take what you just asked and move it from the perspective of looking at myself what is the geopolitical climate of inside me. (laughs) I guess I would say I have enough to deal with looking at that before I take it out into the world. There's so much going on. I think there's a different reality, even though we're all connected in this matrix glue of sorts, there's a different reality for every individual perception. And um, my perception is shoring up, shoring in, making sure that um, I tell my loved ones that I love them, that I have enough uh, food and water on hand for the next six weeks. So if that answers your question as to what might be transpiring. I think,
0: it, I think it's a very thoughtful answer. I like it. Um, uh, so before I throw it over to JJ, who will elucidate a bit further, what do you, what do you think?
3: I am sorry, I actually missed the question because I had something going on here, but I heard what Bibi just said about having food and water. So
0: I asked her. um, Basically, we were getting around to. uh, I asked, "What's the general? uh, What's your general take on the general politics of the world now in general?"
3: well i at first so i do have to mirror i have to mirror what bb just said i definitely think it's a very no matter what times we're living in no matter when historically our grandparents always had back pantries and and, and even even into even into real recent times and so and the fact that modern people in western cities don't It's always weird to me i'm a I'm, good point i i'm a person that likes to have a pantry anyway stocked so i do think that no matter what it's wise to have some beans and some rice and yep. some canned goods no matter what but i that's under normal circumstances these are not normal circumstances these are super normal circumstances and so get Stock your pantry, people. Stock your pantry. Get some extra at the grocery store. Get an extra bag of rice. It doesn't have to be a fifty-pound bag of rice, and um, get grab a couple cans of tomatoes. And you know, just it doesn't have to be crazy. Just a, a little bit here and there, and it adds up. So I, I just want to say that it's an important thing to say. I do think.
0: Thank you, because well, Nish, that is that is just to say that is wise advice. Thank you, but I keep going
3: well our governments are saying it everyone's governments are saying it so they're not we're also that it's not just that bb and i are on the west coast with with volcanism and you know the big one's going to hit every other day but sure. those are true facts but I understand. so i i want to say that i don't know i try not to play into the narrative that whatever's unfolding or revealing before us in this layer of consciousness that is opening opening us up in a galactic way so whether you want to see this as internal if you believe space is real or not uh, however you want to wrap it there is something going on and there is a revealing happening and our psychic bodies know this, our psychic senses know this. Absolutely. And these things are making contact with us, whatever you want to call it. Yep. And it's just folly to to think that everything has our best interest at hand. It's just folly. So we must take it case by case and understand, just like with other humans some of them are wonderful and some of them are not and to not to not get lost in in any kind of uh delusion and especially when the veil gets a little bit thinner and it is going to get thinner and as the role of sci-fi plays out in our in our universe sci-fi and art show us what we cannot see and then we can see what we could not see and when we see what we could not see we can see it i know that sounds like a peter piper riddle but it's true it's it's it's, that's true it's the it's the it's westerners rolling up on the shores of amazonian tribes that couldn't see them you know yeah so Uh, it's a
0: it's a new echelon is what you're saying right
3: be prepared to see what you thought you
0: couldn't see would you would you say that it's kind of like an apocalypse almost
3: well apocalypse is what revealing that's (laughs) i mean we the the word apocalypse has been co-opted into such a weaponized thing it's actually actually a
0: beautiful word yeah it is and i think the thing it's mostly uh the culprit. It's Armageddon. People conflate the two. Those are the two that people in their ling, in their general uh, linguistic diet, whatever. What's the word? Linguic. I want to say linguic.
3: Let's go with linguic.
0: I'm digging the linguic. Yeah. So, anyways, the, the fucking way that they usually say it's wrong. You're right.
3: Well, it's so it's just that time to be prepared, and 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 this is, and I'm t- so it's all levels. Mm-hmm. So, so having a back pantry, yes. Get emotional. People need to start getting in touch with themselves. This is very important. We need to start grounding. We need to start saying, no, these voices in my head are actually my voice speaking to me. Hopefully, that's what it is. And um, because there's a lot of other stuff going on. There's weaponry and everything else. Yes. Um, And we need to start discerning what's what and accepting things sometimes as they appear. As far as, uh, yes, I did see that. Yes, what I just saw. I saw. Instead of saying your rational mind saying no, 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 girl, this was that or that you're crazy. I don't buy crazy. It's it doesn't exist in my world. Crazy is a way to keep people strapped down.
0: Yeah, it's a it's like the word religion means to relegate, relegare, and it means to bind. So yeah, I feel you. Let's go to JJ Nishnish and Nish, BB because I feel like I feel like just to wrap you really um kind of emph- you you did mirror what Bibi was saying about doing the inside work and i think that's like super important no matter what's going on in times of war in times of peace blah blah blah, blah. um but uh jj what wh- why don't you bring us a uh, full circle again
2: uh well <laughs> i don't know well, i was i was actually um thinking more about what nish was just saying with seeing like trusting what you're seeing and not ignoring this thing because I started seeing some really unusual stuff uh you know in the beginning of the year and a little bit after (laughs) and I was like uh did I just see that I mean I started because you know I'm in Manhattan and uh there's a lot of buildings there's a lot of glass there's a lot of mirror reflections and yeah, I mean, I started seeing like winged people and the reflections of reflections flying around. I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, I, I was in my friend's apartment, who she was, you know, living next to the Hearst Tower, and it's uh, the Hearst Tower. Sorry, Hearst. And it's a weird building. I'm I'm going off on a little tangent here, but I'm going to talk about it. And it's a weird building. It's like an antenna of sorts. It's got some strange power or something. I don't know. It's strange. And we're in the building next door. And I'm like laying on the couch, looking at my phone. And in the reflection of my phone, reflecting off the building behind me. I'm seeing like people flying with wings. (laughs) And I'm like, what Mm. the hell is that? And I looked back, you know, so, and I started seeing it. And I don't see stuff like that. (laughs) And this was in February. And I started seeing this in the city and I started seeing other things and started noticing people looking at me and nodding at you know people that are looking like they're um not necessarily like mad max looking characters but sort of like that but sort of futuristic sort of matrix meets mad max whatever they don't look necessarily real but they they're real and i'm like in the grocery store and i see somebody wearing some funky stuff they look at me and i look at that and we look we seem like we know each other but we don't know each other and they nod at me and i'm okay you know <laughs> stuff like that and uh just all sorts of little and you you start wondering like am i losing my head over here? <laughs> it's <laughs> it's think, not
0: you it's the reality
2: <laughs> yeah no you i feel like we have to pay attention to to those things because they, they're they happening and uh there's little there's it's not all good stuff it's not all good entities and people and it's happening and I think it's all bleeding together now and I you know some of us that are really well equipped to deal with these things because we're accepting it and we're understanding it and we've We've had this kind of knowledge our whole lives, Mm -hmm. and we're used to it. Bibi's nodding, and I know we're okay, but not everybody, I think people are going to lose their shit, or they're already losing, you know, they're starting to lose their shit, and they're going to, so we need to, people need to start paying attention and and getting grounded, like Nish said, and preparing, because I think it's really it's happening. It's already started to happen, and it, it is coming. Anyway,
0: in this that's episode, my, that's my, my addition. Brought to you by the there. Fun Dip. So we are a jolly bunch of <laughs> night. Six cups it's are gonna, full, chock full of pixie it, dust.
2: It's gonna be okay, but <laughs> it's, no, it's gonna it's, be a bumpy ride. Like, so I, the more than it I, has been ever
0: the reason I asked the question to, to jump in just a little bit here tonight is there's, and I'm just speaking in a parathen, par, parathetical way here. It seems, and you know, it's probably nothing, but like there's, like along with that apocalypse that we talk about on a spiritual level so if we say that then as above so below and i feel like things and no no one really wants to say it so i'm just going to kind of like allude vaguely um but yeah i think things are going to get um a little margin yeah there we go <laughs> so um that's i feel like that's part of the meat grinder coming up and that's how it's going to manifest and i i just I don't know how else to say it besides I pray that all souls are safe from any harm that's possibly going to come as much in the percentage that we can influence it to be as such. But, you know, shit might get rough is all I'm saying. Maybe. I don't know. Hope I'm wrong.
1: May I jump in? Do it. I don't yeah. think that things are changing as much as what has always been here is being revealed. More and more people are noticing it. And I think that as people who are not used to it get glimpses that you know what you were saying JJ and what you were saying Nish those of us who are aware of this yeah we absolutely do need to get grounded and not everybody is going to get it there's going to be a lot of freak out and as I'm listening to the conversation my, my tendency to- is to go look at an overall picture on you know the uh, the 40,000 foot view and. It it, for me, it stems down to the concept of catastrophobia, you know, that Barbara Hanclaw was putting forth many years ago. And uh, these things are coming out now with the knowledge that is um, being paid attention to, with the fact that we've been here a lot longer and that there have been major cataclysms. Now, we hold the memory, we hold DNA memory of this, and that's why fear on so many different levels is such a big deal. I won't even go into that, but it's really, really important as you listen to this information to take it with a grain of salt. Literally, put your feet in a bath of um, salt water, (laughs) you know, as you listen to it, get grounded, walk on the earth and know that this is ancient. We've been doing this for a really long time. And yeah, it is, It's an awareness factor. It's like doing a super, super, super amazingly powerful, heavy dose of, I don't know. In my case, let's say blotter acid, you know, really pure stuff that. Right on. You know, where it's, you're in this thing and you just are full, full speed ahead. You're out of your body, but at least you do know it's going to wear off eventually. So hang on to the mast and enjoy the trip. Uh, watch out for yourself and your loved ones, the people around you. That's another thing. I'll I'll just say this one thing. The virtual world is really, really, really seductive. And they put a lot of digital tricks in there to gather information and to play with our minds and to entrain our minds, yada, 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 yada. yada. Okay. So uh, get out of your front door and say hi to your neighbor. Amen. People who are in your physical reality are gonna be more important than ever. Arnold back over to you, boss.
0: <laughs> well, that was beautiful, actually. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, the salt bath, especially to draw out the toxins, because I think it's an allegory for the overall process. I like it. Um, geez. Well, let's let's just uh shift it to a much later now We're gonna do a Gonna throw a. I have a dartboard over here where I have topics variously set up. So I'm throwing a dart over here. Um, okay, so let's talk about people's favorite books. And if uh, we can do Nish Nish for a starter, and we only get one. By the way, we only you know we have only so much time. We just started. cliffs notes it. What do you think, Nish?
3: I am. I hate favorites lists. I'm just gonna cut, dive on in with that, but I, because mine rotate, a lot of people, a lot
0: of people do. It's okay.
3: Yeah, and so, but I certainly have tops lists, like top hundreds lists, and and Maybe things book
0: you like. How's that?
3: So, I, well, the, I'm getting to that, and so, but a book that's never fallen off, and has always been in the top five. In fact, has been Herman Hesch's book, Steppenwolf.
0: Nice. And Love it.
3: He's a master, yep. absolutely life-changing for me as a young person reading his different works. In particular, the book Steppenwolf, and then they made a 1974 film version of it that is just fucking fantastic. Yeah, it, is, it, does a, it does vary, but it's fantastic. You
0: mentioned that. sounds good. Yeah,
3: I can't push it enough. I love it.
0: People I just watch it. Just do it. The people will watch it. it.
3: Oh, it's so good. Well, and pay it's one where you have to pay attention. You've got to pay attention. It's deep. And, uh, so I think in the lesson that comes out of Steppenwolf for me is, uh, you know, there are these, all these lines that made it into songs. Like you can't always get what you want, but you can always get what you need. There's the band Steppenwolf. A lot of pop culture came from that book that people don't realize. And, uh, is this line in there i i can't even paraphrasing it but there's only enough there's no time in eternity there's only enough time for a joke and (laughs) uh and this idea that we must step out of like this seriousness too like we take everything so serious and uh, and 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 to find the laugh, to find the absurd within <laughs> within all of this darkness that, yeah. that is going happening. We're all going somewhere, but we don't know where. And. And we're it's all searching funny. for home. We have this desire for home, and like this whole idea that runs through the book. And and it was—it's always like it's kind of got Dorothy programming. We know where this is inherently, and so to lighten up a bit is a good thing. And I'm not doing any justice to this book right now. I just want to just—I just, just want to throw out the book *Steppenwolf*. I appreciate
0: it, though, as someone who loves it too, and it's obvious. With any book that's worth its salt. No one can really, you know. And I,
3: small, Nate, Nate. I mean, think about how if, if someone could read it in an afternoon.
0: It's tiny. It's like yeah. yeah, it's 120 maybe.
3: It's like a pamphlet, <laughs> it's and it's just, his like yeah. autobiography of his <laughs> breakdown. You know, it's it's so. It's his powerful. it's his
0: shamanic beginning, basically. I mean, not yes. to kind of The other yeah, it's really a transformative. By the way, I had the emperor up when you were talking about Sirius, and then I when you said becomes lighter, you know that part where you just said that, I I ripped open to the uh, sun card. So yeah, that was good. Oh,
3: excellent. Yes.
0: Her uh, yeah, Hermetic Tarot, I think it is.
3: Yes. Well let us not forget that all the stars in the sky are actually suns. People sure. get yeah, that confused.
0: Funny. No, I. Ju- yeah, that's great. <laughs> Those
3: that's are all suns, suns, people. <laughs> stars what are projected. is our star? What is our sun? It's a star. If it's in fact real. There's this whole sun generator thing, but
0: uh, yeah, there is. There's that's
3: another around. hole to go down. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that exists. But I think the uh, point is, is that the sun does have a certain effect compared to other bodies that we can obviously compare. Like, let's talk, uh, let's talk a little astrology. I know no one here likes astrology and it's all boring and stupid. Anyways, so let's, uh, JJ, what's your, uh, just let's do threes. What's your rising sign, your sun sign and your moon sign, please? And actually we'll go to Mercury. So four, go for it, go for it. You got a special one of these, go for it.
2: I uh, uh, aquarius rising i know that i think i'm all virgo for the rest i don't remember them all you
0: are so, um, <laughs> yeah you're in the av club you're aquarius and then virgo virgo virgo
1: yeah
0: uh bb what about you
1: um do i get to answer what my favorite book is
0: Oh, hell yeah, we're going all over the place. you get got two questions now. We're going to, it's DNA, BB, it's DNA. It's weaving all together. Thank you. <laughs> I
3: was wondering, Nate, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> just very quickly. It's pra- crazy
0: as the average bear. Okay, go ahead.
1: Like, just like Nish, um, it, it all depends, you know, when you ask me, because it, it varies all the time. But the first one that came to mind was the um, the concise yoga Vasishtha it's a treatise on an ancient um sanskrit i really love this book so much you guys i cannot begin to tell you it just puts me into a different state i find that when i read it before i go to sleep oh my god so that's my answer for that book for my favorite that's powerful Uh, oh it's it's something else i'll tell you
3: Um, can you get these put into the show notes please nathan Please. Good
1: point. I'll send you the thing on that. You guys are yeah. you
0: guys are great help. Yeah, let's do that.
1: So my uh sun in Libra, moon in Libra, <laughs> rising is Capricorn and uh Mercury in Virgo in the 8th house.
0: Wow. You guys wow. are very similar. Interesting. Um. Wow. Both Saturn. Both children of Saturn. Um. With the Capricorn and Aquarius rising. All right. Um. And yes, we will get those in the show notes. By the way, Nish, don't be crazy. You have some planets too that we need to hear.
3: So I am. I was trained in the tropical system, and you long time ago. And I mean, we all kind of grew up in it in the West, right? And I, but then I, I started moving into the Vedic system here in like sidereal, you know, and and then recently I have really just started fully going there. But I find for I find it's it's though there's so much to say. So I'm not I'm not even going to go down this path. Brian. So Tropical. So my tropical is uh, Taurus Sun, Le- uh, Gemini Rising, Leo Moon. Wait, Le- Gemini Rising. See, I'm so in my so yeah. stuff now. Gemini Rising, Leo Moon, and uh, and and that's that stuff is. And then uh, I also just need to say in the in the tropical system in particular, the most important of that trinity is your rising. Because you're here that's how people perceive you that's how you come off and uh and it's less important so if you're reading your own sun sign or whatever do check out your rising sign that's really where you're going to get the juicy info for yourself so that's that but is uh you're
0: absolutely right and to add on to that Nish Nish. It changes everywhere on the equator about every two hours.
3: Yeah, so the it does
0: change your birth time and your birth place. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, I you know in Vedic astrology I'm uh, a I'm a Aries sun. So
0: mm, interesting. Yeah, mine is a Virgo. I think in uh, in Vedic. Yeah, like there's three different kinds. I saw like right there's <laughs> they're all different directions, but it's missing like eastern, northern, and eastern.
3: Yeah, yeah. But that's a whole different discussion, and um, I just want to put that out there. And I think, I think people looking into astrology these days, it's it behooves all of us to maybe look at the older systems, and I think there's a, a good amount of consciousness happening in there none of this changes there are ideas of it so like the idea of Mars is the idea of Mars throughout all the systems it's a yeah. god of war it's you know it doesn't change that it just change there are small significant changes although Vedic astrologers might argue some might argue this are major you know there's it's like a totally different system or there's the Hellenistic the,
0: there's definitely a shit ton to learn like in general across all the systems whether you're a placidus or a sidereal right or um i I don't know just for me to complete the uh quadrinity here i am my uh pisces rising and i agree that rising is the most important one it's the over it's the it's the crystal ball or i don't know the stained glass window through which the soul is poured most and uh, I mean, like it's, it is a felony in astrology to say that I am a Libra or I am a Capricorn or I am a Leo or Cancer, you know, because that's, you're not just your head. You're not, you know, anyway, so the point is, without kicking a dead horse's head, um, <laughs> I, I would say that, uh, yeah, Pisces rising with a Libra sun at 00, zero degrees equinox and 28 degree Leo moon. Interesting. I love how we both have Leo moons. We both know (laughs) what, like it's a, it's 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 how it's a nice dancing partner because you know the other one's gonna be. It's it's a little bit like that. JJ. Yes. What do you think about flowers?
2: Oh, well, they're lovely. They come in many colors and shapes and sizes. <laughs> but what about them? Is that what we're on to now?
0: <laughs> we're just moving around to different uh, different rooms in the mansion. There's so many there's so many uh, areas to explore here. Um, there's a there's a uh, so anyways, yeah. What do you, what do you think? We went to the Audubon Society recently. Like, I think we should talk about, uh, you know, some nature experiences and such. Maybe, maybe we can go there. Cause that's uh, one of the things maybe said also, we got to get out there. So, um, what do you think?
2: About the, the Audubon.
0: <laughs> are you, are you, are you, all right yeah I
3: well I'm curious with that question towards, towards JJ is so this is where I want this is just as a listener what I want to hear from JJ thank is, you. Uh, what is your experience
0: you thank her go on <laughs> okay. yeah.
3: it, so what what is your experience with the natural world in general? And so, when I hear flowers, of course, this is these are the blooms. But I, I'm interested in. Have you noticed any changes in the natural world around you, especially getting out into places like the Audubon and all that? Do is there is there anything different going on? I'm noticing changes. Oh yeah, okay. quite
2: a- quite a bit actually even here in the city um i've noticed um well i've noticed the the birds <laughs> for one or just, just any of the nature different changes in uh they seem to okay well it's not i don't know if it's just me or what but they seem to be coming up to me and stuff. It's really weird. Like, not just in the city, but anywhere, they seem to be approaching me. And I don't know if it's just me or what, but like animals in general seem to be approaching me more. I seem, I notice that, um, I don't know if it's just me or if it's them or what, but I just notice uh, sounds being different. Um, I'm noticing the wind being a lot more audible. I'm noticing colors being brighter in nature. Um, you know, smells being more noticeable. Uh, i trying to think what else is just everything seems more heightened out in nature. Um, and yeah, everything seems to be behaving differently, and I'm trying to articulate what it is, but i did I do notice that and specifically the birds, I'm noticing that they're acting differently, and they're approaching me. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, and that yeah. makes
0: me think of like the Birdman reference to Horace yeah. Raw. Was in the Birdman <laughs> Hancock's book the other day. That was um, I don't know. It could be one of those um signifiers and such. Yeah, Nish, that was a good question. I I agree. I like the way that turned out. But um, yeah, we did see these beautiful orange. One of the things I wanted us to mention was those orange birds. Speaking of birds, that we saw,
2: the Orioles.
0: Is that? I don't think they were Orioles. They were a little. Too... Or,
2: um They were Baltimore Orioles. You looked it up. Yeah.
0: Those are the brightest Orioles I've ever fucking seen.
2: Yeah. Well, they were. Well, yeah. We commented. I think like everything was just super bright in color. Like, like it was just. It's crazy. They're yeah. like new. They're like, hey, it's the yeah. beginning of the season. Look at me. You it was know? very amplified. Everything amplified and uh. I don't know. Just everything. Is
3: it it possible that was the chemistry going on?
0: I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Phoebe, how are you doing over there?
3: (laughs) You know,
1: (laughs) um, the Egyptians, the ancient Egyptians, we say we have, at at best, six senses. They had over 360 different um, senses that they named. I think we're coming back online that's what uh, struck me as I was listening to you talk about that JJ yes yeah.
3: that's
1: what yes I think is going on we're just uh, the all of the senses are coming alive well that's
2: what it feels like to me in the last few months especially especially the last two months when I'm outside it just feels like like superhuman or something it's
0: really weird i like that word for it because that's exactly i was trying to because what bb said like she's like yeah i agree with you i'm like trying to say how do i that's perfect because i've i haven't really considered that things have seemed but yes things do seem different and more alive super you know superhuman that's really both really good i like those so yeah, well, that's, the that's a good light way to seems in. to
3: be changing. the The light, there's something. If you're not on uh, on JJ's Instagram, she's always posting photos of the light in Manhattan, and or just in yeah. her, her travels around New York City. And um, and for me, it's one of those things I'm noticing is there seems to be a different cast to the light, and it's actually extraordinarily beautiful. So I don't. Um, I don't know what is going on with all of that, but it is there is a certain amount of uh, super, a super fantastic quality to the light quality right now, to the the quality of light. Yes.
0: I like can that. I, That's a good way to put it. Yeah.
3: Can I add to
2: that real quick? Do it. Yeah. No, I've specifically noticed the sun and the sky um which is why I keep taking these pictures the sun even this morning I was just like mm. and I was like kind of laughing to myself because everyone all these scientists and doctors are like you can't look at the sun don't look at the directly at the sun and I was laughing I'm like I think they just don't want us to look at it because they they don't want us to see something, like they're, they're hiding something. I'm like, I don't seem to be going blind, and I'm looking at the sun. I mean, of course, you can't look at it too long, but like I just was noticing like all of these really unusual, There were like um, it's sort of like rainbow or prismatic colors, rays coming off, specifically this morning and yesterday too. And I've noticed, I mean, that's why I keep taking these pictures because I keep seeing so really unusual colorations and beams of light coming out. So
0: Yeah, you take so, good pictures of them. They come out really well.
2: Yeah, well, thank you. But um, I'm like sort of chronicling the changes in the light and the sun every day as much as I can unless it's over, overcast or cloudy or whatever. It to forward mind. to how
0: that's all going to come together as like a long cohesive script when you put them all side by side for a time stream that's going to look really cool
2: yeah I kind of want to see what it looks like
1: by the end of the year
0: well Bibi what do you got to say
1: well what you were just saying JJ brings to mind I can't remember the title of it but Krishna Murti has a series of diaries and one of them he described he went on a morning walk every day and he described um, what he saw and he went on the same identical walk and every entry was completely different every day.
3: He There's could... a, that, I mean, does that not say it all? And it's, it's amazing when you, when you juxtapose that with the Truman effect, right? With people just getting in their everyday life cycles and not noticing how the natural world around them is uh, is really absolutely completely different every day. And then when you start taking into effect when there's some major stuff happening, for those of us that are looking, where we can really see, like, oh man, these the slant of the lights different, the shades and the hues are different. And uh, it, 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 this, I think, is at the bottom the baseline of what we really should be talking about and that is observance of the things going on around us this is the time if there ever was a time in our lives this is it where we should be constantly trying to be conscious in our observance of the outer world We really should just stop and, and look at the light, look at the, the get, uh, get an assessment for uh, especially the natural world around us. And like JJ was saying earlier, I have been seeing crazy morphogenic, uh, anthropomorphic, uh, weird anomalous peripheral stuff go on in the last couple months in particular, but it's amping. And this is just from applying that dream principle of be in observance of what is the apparent reality.
0: Yeah, very good. Um I think that's it's something very zen about that too. You know, you have to be in the present moment and attentive and aware and absorbing the information in a not overly biased manner that also moves you to action. Yeah. I feel you, sister. I feel you.
3: Well, you don't have to be even. There, no action needs to happen outside of observance. Well,
0: all things in life that are action, action eventually to happen, though. That's what I'm saying. A manifest story thing, bringing it to that level.
3: It's. I just. I wonder how many people are. Again, Truman effect. How many people are? I, I. do think, as we were talking about earlier, and as I. I keep talking about myself, is that more and more people are actually. Because things are amping and getting crazier, the veil is thinner, right as we opened with the show, more people are having no choice but to address these anomalous uh, things going on and and it's possible collectively we're just creating it however
0: true true that's
3: that's true it's 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 the time it's the time it's the season of our lives <laughs> <laughs> this is the <this. clears throat> uh, where's what my bladder? You were
0: <laughs> Um. so with that ladies and gentlemen <laughs> alright I hope you're enjoying this episode so far I love these chats with BB and Nish Nish and JJ and Nate Nate <laughs> I'm enjoying this a lot and I Look forward to doing more with them. Right now we're at the point in the show for people who have donated an amount between $50 and 200 where they would get their message read or any shout-out that they like. And uh, I suppose we could start figuring out some kind of cool spells to cast or some good karma or something. Uh, you know. But uh, as we build the parachute, as we jump, I'm going to keep moving on and we're going to get back into the rest of the show so thanks for listening and i hope you're enjoying this as much as we did when we made it Alrighty.
3: we know that the fear is part of the battery effect and so we there's no point in being afraid there's literally no point it's like when you watch uh, uh, you know, I've had snakes a very long time and there's always this moment when the, the mice are, I had them where they're big enough and they're eating rabbits and stuff, where they, and that's usually when I pass them to the herpetological society because I love rabbits. Yeah. Uh, but there's this point of recognition of what's happening when the, the, the mouse knows and it doesn't move, it doesn't try to get away. And there's a recognition, you see no fear in it. And, and there are, you know, there are other mice and, and rats that will fight, and then they come to this recognition. And I'm not saying that we're the mice or that we're the, the prey. I'm just saying if we look at it and we see it and we don't have fear, we're not creating that hormone. If we're not creating that hormone, there's nothing to feed on. Adrenochrome. The a great point. Yeah. It's the adrenochrome factor, and it's a big deal, and it's a real deal. Yes,
0: you're yeah. correct. That's true. I'm just gonna close my door so it's more private.
1: I'll be right back.
0: JJ, how are you holding up? Good.
1: good.
0: In good. Good. I'm doing. I'm about good. to uh, smoke smoke for my. I want to show you when BB gets back. I'm gonna show you guys my cool shirt. Um, J- JJ, I know you've seen it.
2: Yeah, I like it. Oh, really nice.
0: <laughs> so uh, I got a cool topic to jump into when we get uh, rebooted here.
3: Oopsie. Yeah, yeah. beebs, I didn't I don't want my voice talking about this stuff bellowing. <laughs> 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 that, that's the last thing you need. And so yeah. That's why headphones are good too, by the way.
0: You have a fantastic voice. I don't think it could sound Absolutely. bad in any environment. Well,
3: Thank it's you. just the content, you know, it's it's my it's adult content.
0: isn't it all really it (laughs) is all (laughs) it truly is good one
2: it's not for the children
0: i'll put a marker on the thing for the podcast or mature audiences only then
3: Well, it's hard, it's hard not to, it's hard when you're in fear and it's hard when you're sensitive to stuff, to, it's hard being sensitive. And, and I think all of us here understand that. And when you're off balance a bit, it's easier to allow that to whittle away at you. And I know when I've been off balance and I'm sensitive anyway, that you know, that's one of those ways that, that adrenochrome function that's happening, that suction of that energy gets pulled out of us from unseen environmental factors. Let's put it that way. And it, hence the, the, the fear, the, and, and see part of this is when we're dot connecting Dog connecting is what we should be doing. We should be doing that, that the fact that we're told not to, the fact that we're thrown into these paradigms, uh, this paradigm of you don't listen to your gut. You don't, you know, everything is really manicured and curated and uh, we've got to stay in these lines And anything outside of that then becomes kind of flagged and then, and then it goes downhill from there. So if you're one of those people that gets flagged and I have been one of those people, you can get caught into, I think sometimes what people call the crazy side. And I mean, I've been there and I know this is not true. I know that that is a way to, see people out and 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 then like any predator does like when when wolves are stalking something they want to get those out of the herd and uh so it, this is where i'm always trying to be sensitive towards people that may have that predisposition that that need to be protected and so that's what i'm saying
0: That makes sense. I think it's also a noble thing to do.
3: We owe this to ourselves and to our people.
0: It's the way to be.
3: We need to protect, especially people that are the seers around us and the people that are Sensitive. sensitive to energies. They are, they're more sacred to me than others. And, um, and what they have to say is very important. And, um, and also, their their lights are shining brighter so if we get out of our physical world and we get into say just the psychic world their lights are really bright they're very noticeable and and uh easy to hone in on if you're if you're if you're predatorial
2: Mm.
0: it's uh it's so much good juice coming out that you can't help it's almost like blood in the water it's very much like that yeah
3: So yeah, I I just try to be cognizant of that.
0: It's a good thing to do all the same, you know, despite the danger we go forward and do our best, right?
3: Well, you know, this is is something that's going on in in the greater community, the Woo community, is I don't know what these people are, but there's a lot of this debunking that's going on or making people feel shame that are talking about anything kind of galactic and Mm -hmm. other, other entities and all that stuff. There's a lot going on. That's all fake. And I'm sorry, I don't subscribe to it. And I think it's really a shitty thing to do. And yes, of course there there's, there's, there are false narratives going on the Corey goods and all that crap, but there's real stuff going on. And, um, you know, I mean, come on, we see dark journalists is always talking about this and, uh, the amount of people coming out saying that that's all false narrative, all of that stuff's a false narrative, just because of say David Wilcock and Corey Good. Now we've thrown all the bathwater out.
0: No, you're absolutely oh. right. Let me uh, jump in for a minute.
3: I know I'm sorry I'm ranting. This is just really I'll, bothering I'll tell, me.
0: I'll tell you what though, because I'm coming from a I'm coming from a very similar angle that you do, and. um <sighs> you know i can appreciate how because you gotta you gotta like i like bb talking about the forty thousand, foot. you try to zoom out and see what's you know you got to take criticism from it different angles and you know you gotta read the newspapers from all the countries they say to understand the news so basically with a measured amount of understanding i try to pick out people from all across you know there's there's only so much time in a day so alchemically I've distilled down a particular few and De- Daniel is Danwise Daniel is one of them. And uh yeah I actually was able to meet him last night at the uh First Church in Boston at a event with Graham Hancock. So that was really fun. That was cool.
3: Oh that's excellent.
0: Oh my god yeah. <laughs> it was uh it was it was a good thing. It was fun. They were very um they were oh my god like they, they were very thorough and there was a lot of great energy and like Graham was just, he covered so many important points. Um, it's uh, it's going to be on the, on, the, on the YouTubers, so you'll be able to see it there. And it was just a nice, really nice, fun evening. It was, every, everyone had a great time. It was, there was no problems. It was just fun. <laughs> and every it was great questions, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, now I'm gushing maybe, maybe just a little bit. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. What's uh, what's some cool uh, what's some cool things that you guys think about time travel? Uh, Bebe, what do you think about time travel? Let's start with you.
1: Well, time travel is kind of my preoccupation these days. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> right on. I wanted to
0: ask something for you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Spontaneously, I have discovered something that when I'm and this is, I think I read about this many moons ago. And I remembered it as I was experiencing it, which was that as I move through a doorway in my house, things change on the other side. If I, and I, I became aware of like this clicking sensation inside and I paid attention to that. And then I realized that my sensory um, experiences would shift as I would go in, into the room. And if I didn't pay attention, it's like I would, it's the kind of thing when you go into another room and you're in the other room and you go, no, What? Why did I come in here? It was yeah. something I came in here to do. So it's that place where there's a threshold that is crossed. It has something to do with portals and time. And as I pay attention to it, I'm zoning in on where and what it is in me. Uh-huh. And I, I cannot give you any. Um, yeah specific answers but this exists so i'm playing around with it and let me just add one bit to that um then i'll turn it over i think you all know um martian marshall and we're really good friends and i was telling him about it sure yeah and he's very he's kind of a a buddhist dao adept um been practicing for a long time and he said this is really cool but be very careful He pointed out to me that i was starting to practice a certain type of very esoteric um, uh, buddhist uh, tantra practice that has to do with kala or the wheel of time and that many sages have gone completely berserk yeah from doing this and that i should really take care and i was just you know experience it it kind of spontaneously but yeah. i i i i took to heart what he said and i mean it's being a good
0: it sounds like solid sage advice
1: absolutely so anyway that's what's happening with me regarding time to travel
0: okay cool just be careful and you know what you're doing you'll you'll get it um Nish, Nish same question posed to thou well i
3: and so it's funny because i the nature of how I interact with everyone—I'm pinging off of what's being said. So, there's a somebody's driving by. I hear that. <laughs> uh, no, I am, I'm not even up on the street. It's just funny how it all carries. Uh, so, this has been a, a lifelong subject for me—the time thing—and especially because I experienced such anomalous. Uh, time stuff and it, it's always been a thing this is why I, I i just can't keep track of it and the especially the way and i, I keep going back to this time slips are happening a lot right now yeah and i there's just like overweaving of this timeline and that timeline and like with the restaurant i was talking about but one of the things that has always struck me since I was very small and I, I even put this in one of my, uh, one of my videos that this was, this was the whole seated thought. I think it's the Zawin passing by as in goodbye, uh, is time is a, I view time and this is before I knew about the Akashic stuff. So I've always viewed time as a tape recorder. Hmm and, uh, and this is, this is old thought. I was a little kid. I didn't know, you know, I mean, I didn't,
0: this is OG Nishnish thinking
3: I didn't have I had a context for it but I didn't know that I had a context for it so I, I've always come into this idea that time is a tape is a tape everything's recorded and um, and this is what is seeding this stuff now with this revealing this going on is that Everything, like with the mineral life around us, is is recording us. Not only is everything being recorded from the silica alone in our environment, in our bodies, in the earth, uh, floating around in the air, silica is everywhere. Uh, it, it's it's being activated in such a way too with the electromagnetics that are happening and uh and this is all kind of looking intentionally designed in a way with this falling apart where we're starting to notice that other things are around us. And I talked about this. I, I don't know if it was this where about masturbating and people, you know, people OBE, like realizing that people could be watching me and getting all <laughs> nervous about that. <laughs> and, and so it tied in. It was like, at some point I had to realize I am being watched no matter what. And it might just be my own damn self watching my own self. and so if i start to ponder this idea of everything is recorded that time is a tape that the tape is silica that the silica is the crystalline energy around us and the programmable thick water the plasma within us then where does where does that all go is you know i remember going to sleep saying I want to wake up at my grandmother's house I woke up at my grandmother's house I really did this is a real experience in my life there's a lot more to that story how did that happen sure right was there a rift in time and I just don't remember that somehow I got there like my grandmother was surprised I was in her bed you know (laughs) when i woke up and but i was the weird kid and and my cousin also the both of us you know that we had the vietnam vietnamese the vietnam his dad came out of the vietnam war was yeah. just all fucked up i had just an abusive situation going on we both had reason to get out of our bodies we both somehow transport through time space what the hell is that and so if we can push into this further and then of course as Bibi was talking about the 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 monks and 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 different religious sects have a lot of stuff tied up in this idea so all we have to do is tell ourselves it's possible and or at least there has to be one anomaly for you to realize that it's possible that we can time travel that the idea of time is not what we think it is
0: that's interesting um if it's magnetically or i don't know i'm just thinking of a tape like a vhs tape but you could do what you will maybe it's quantum i don't know but um if, yeah, well, that's a good question. Do you what, what kind of mechanism do you think it's recorded on when it's through the silica? Like, what's it doing? Is it a magnetic thing? What what is that?
3: I don't know the mechanism of it, but I know that as I've been learning. I mean, why does the why do governments weaponize quartz crystal?
0: It sounds like it's like an ancient thing that's probably been done forever.
3: It is ancient.
0: You know what I mean? Phoebe,
3: what's maybe got to say here? I see she's- Well.
1: It, uh, it, it strikes me, uh, the word samskara is a Sanskrit word that means scar, and it's literally referring to the recording of the actions of um, everything that is laid into the fabric of space-time. Now, there are many different theories, but I love that when you were a kid, Nish, that you saw the um, time as a recording, because this apparently is what is literally happening. And there are some, like the, uh, the Native American, I uh, can't remember, I was speaking, I think it was, um, uh, I, I can't remember which tribe, but they say that the recordings are of each one of us from all of our lives. We can go access them. They're somewhere inside the earth. Yes. In, in the rock, in the crystalline <laughs> substrate. So this is all what you were saying, right?
3: Oh man, it gives me the chills, beeps. <laughs> it <laughs> yes. really does. It's like so
1: and, and, and science and metaphysics and the ancient teachings are definitely coming together. There's a lot of crap flying around. You know, you were talking about the naysayers in the Wu community and yeah, 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 but it's, it's gonna blow itself. It's part of what we humans go through. We go through these kerfluffles, and it's ugly and it's messy, but it's, you know, the stuff is coming up and out and I have faith. I'm just not paying that much attention to it because I get all upset <laughs> if I do. So I'm just out of there. And um, it's all coming together. I really see it. I've lived a long time, you guys. Yes. Yeah, that's it's true. It's that's very true. different. It's very different now than it was when I was like 14 years old and I, you know, was looking into the Kabbalah and, and that kind of stuff. It was secret. You You couldn't tell anybody. It's happening. Even science, the mainstream stuff that graham hancock has been so upset with it's changing it's coming around you know he is one of my heroes and 200 years from now you know he's going to be in the history books as yeah. one of the you know the the great leaders who who wouldn't take no for an answer yeah. so that kind of stuff gives me chills too top of my head
2: mm-hmm. everyone's getting
0: chilly now. jj how are you doing you you rocking over there girl
1: I'm
2: good. I'm just listening. (laughs) What do you think about
0: all of the, uh, what do you think about, um, Graham Hancock and stars being connected to pyramids and interdimensionals and stuff like that? What do you think about that?
2: I think that's absolutely true. I think it's all connected. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm listening to BB and Mish talk about time and, uh, you know, I'm sitting here like, What what's my stand fun time? <laughs> <laughs> time travel we gotta, or whatever.
0: We got to return back to that too as well.
2: Yeah. Um, well, I was still stuck on that. <laughs> uh-uh,
3: We didn't leave. We didn't leave the time thing.
2: <laughs> um, well, because I feel like uh, I, I have been having all these time slips lately. This year more than ever. And um, can I, can I talk about that? <laughs>
0: Do it.
3: Yes, please.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've always had that kind of thing, but it's, it's very, it's extremely noticeable because it's, it's bled into the waking life. It, it's kind of shocking. So it's taken some getting used to. And uh, yeah, I'm, time and i think it's more of a a dimensional thing i mean i think it's interchangeable time and and dimensions um sorry I'm, i'm i'm not i'm sort of a little fried today but uh
0: time and dimensions
2: i think it's all it's it's all overlapping and it has been for quite some time, but it's you know we're we're in this stage where it's just very noticeable. We just haven't been able to see it before, and and we're gonna everyone's gonna be able to see it now. And then you're, you're you know you're talking about stars and pyramids and. <laughs> Just like, yeah, it's all connected. It's all connected. It always was, and we're just cycling around again. Um, anyway. <laughs>
0: I think it's a good response. I'll throw. No, I'll throw my. God,
2: it's a little scattered, but.
0: It's good. It's good. I'll it's throw nice. my. Uh, I'll throw my. My uh, my, uh, my my obelisk into the ring and say that. Um, yeah. <clears throat> no. Um, I don't know. uh, Yeah, (laughs) that's all I got. No,
2: no. Bring me back in. (laughs) (laughs) Bring me back in. I'm out there. I'm on a tether.
3: (laughs) We're all out here with you, JJ. (laughs) That's the thing. We're all floating in space, flaming lips. That's a great band.
0: Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots is a, le- is a is a legendary album that everyone should listen to at least once before they die.
3: Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, this is, it's it's hard to, I find myself, I just want to address it too, is this idea of how we self-censor, because I find myself doing it a lot. And hold on, I've got to do a, a little throat clearing i'm back and uh <laughs> but i find myself self-censoring a lot i don't want to do that
0: yeah no and
3: and it, it it's not it, i don't even know that censoring the word i want to i want to get further out with my ponders with people in general. And yet there's still this voice inside of me. That's like, girl, that's too much. It's too far. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I don't know why I should care. You know what I'm saying? You're why do should. I even care? And You're I'm so- not, <laughs>
2: even
3: I'm not even throwing credentials out. I don't even care. And I, you know, so I need to find this freedom within myself to, to not worry about being, I guess debunked. I'm not even trying to be an authority in anything. I'm an authority in my own observations and that's it. But I feel like we're under such an attack. Those of us that see, there's this thing. It's says, if we can use this kind of overused word, the archontic stuff. And who is it that talks about this a lot? Oh man, I can't think of his name. Is it Jay Widener? Um, If John Lash Lamb does. There's I don't, uh, a, I don't listen one. to him though. Uh, think it, uh, okay. J, I think it's Jay Widener. Uh, anyway, it's this iconic stuff where, and it's I've I have said this, and I'm 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 judging people. And I mean that we're judging so that I can navigate the world around me by what I'm now having to consider as, is, is and I, I'm using this terminology very loosely human. And, and that can be humanoid. It's, it's those with a soul or a, that display emotion. And the archontic stuff I've noticed in my own personal explorations are not creative.
2: And, and they
3: don't have, um, they don't have emotions and they value perfection in weird ways, but they mimic us. Yeah. And, and so, and so you'll see, you see it. And I, I do my best to completely surround myself around people that I see are authentically creating in their lives yeah. and and they don't have to be doing it professionally, but I, they're doing it. Somehow there's this, this energy that is generating from them. And, and that's why I just, I, I see them and I go for them like JJ and BB are great. examples. Nate, Nate, you too. I, this is my, okay. These are real people. This is my tribe. I'm pulling them in. They are not our, these are creators and uh and and then there's what's tricky is the ones that are actually copying us and it's hard so they're copying like emotional content they're copying the fact they're acting like they're creatives and and they're not and uh i think it is jay white i'm like geez i might be wrong though this
0: does sound interesting for sure
3: J.J., what do you have to
2: say? I mean, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, I'm know, I was just mean, trying to. It get doesn't a really story. matter who it is, but you, are you, you're, you're onto something there. I mean, whether, it's
3: real. Are you you noticed yeah. that too?
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, there's a there's quite a few of them, but I mean, if you you already know, like you'll you'll know this very quickly who they are.
1: Are you guys familiar with uh, Thomas Campbell, Tom Campbell, My Big Toe Theory? Oh, yeah. I love his, he's a physicist and also a um, very Buddhist-based. Yes. Thinking, I love. I Yes. You know, he takes the Archon concept and says, no, that's really not what's happening. That's what the Gnostics, we get that, all of that from the Gnostics and they hated this place. And, you know, uh, it's based on that mindset. He came to the understanding that our our world is a programmed world and that these so-called people without souls are actually created by the program to help us. they are NPCs who are, you know, we've got hurdles to cross and it's about learning the game to become more fully human. So I just wanted to throw that in the mix because it's not, you know, I'm aware the concepts of dark and evil are definitely there. It's not something that is not I think if we say that doesn't exist, we do ourselves a disservice because um, it's from my experience, that stuff is real. So I take the knowledge of the, the um, Archontic and the AI and all of this stuff that is coming out and everybody has a slightly different version of the story. I don't think anybody has the, the, the correct, nobody has the answer. It's absolutely best to do the dot connection. I agree, Nish. It's so important to do that. We're each gonna come up with something different.
0: Well, BB, I I absolutely agree with that too. It's uh that's that's very true. we need to make sure that we thrive. Like the reason I play an acoustic guitar is because I feel like I can only express myself through something that has an organic soul to it. And that's why I have Alice. You know what I mean?
3: Mm-hmm. But that—that's how I—I I personally navigate these days for real—is uh, towards who I—who I want in—in in my circles are are actual real creators.
0: Oh my and, god! Yeah, I couldn't agree and, more.
3: And so, and we see, and, and they're just these clues that you know that they're, and I'm—I'm I'm not putting down the rest of it, but I am seeking. I am seeking the others that are creators as well. And like I said, it, they don't have to actually be working artists in the world, but they're generating that energy. It's an energetic thing. And there's something about it that is different from whatever that is, that gets called our and And for whatever that is, if it's good or bad, I don't, I don't know. I, ha- I don't know. I don't know about all that but i do know i don't want that around me does Mm -hmm. that make sense i don't want them that energy around me
0: you know how you would have like an orgone energy accumulator to get rid of certain frequencies and vibrations Mm -hmm. same idea right just a different uh different set it's there's
3: the, the more I'm doing all my rituals right now are about awakening the psychic senses and and all my rituals in general have always been about interpersonal stuff so I've never been the girl trying to get the guy or <laughs> chase riches or get a job that's never been my gig ever you're yeah,
0: so, so wonderful that you would never need to do magic to get a guy
3: well, but, I mean, honestly, I've just seen that for what it is, and it's a projection, right? I, <laughs> I was, mean, come I on. I am just
0: giving you a compliment. <laughs> I know
3: it, you're being satirical, but it, it's no, – uh, not
0: satirical. That's uh, how you say authentic. Well, it was so- sweet. Thank you, Nate-Nate. I do oh, appreciate I that. I did to derail. It's, yeah. But it, it,
3: in specific right now, I'm really, really focusing on awakening – awakening the psychic senses in new ways because i feel stable enough to do it yeah. because when you start going down that path it's you can feel a little it can be not 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 a fearful thing but you there's a certain amount of groundedness we must find ourselves yeah. in to to reach those heights as well right yeah very important and so those are the this is the stuff i want and the more i do those rituals the more i'm focusing on those things the more i'm consulting these crystals the more creative people are coming into my lives. i think it's completely connected i start doing those those rituals and who am, I, who am I speaking with right now? The three of you. And uh, you know others, this current circles of people that are showing me that I'm doing the
0: right thing. You are, though. We all are. Let me just jump in and say to your point, JJ and I met through her making me this amazing meteorite necklace. And suddenly, I'm meeting a man who's written a book that is largely about meteorite cults. Yep. Yeah, right it's this is this
3: is that 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 thing that some people call god that's
1: yeah. how
2: fish and i met actually
3: yes through a right. yeah through that particular type of meteorite yeah a ring
0: see yellow mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys are great all three of you
3: JJ immediately blew me away. I couldn't even believe like where was she? I think I had I had Susan somehow was around was around. I was paying attention to Susan Astrolunachik and cuz she's rad and uh and she's you know I I like the way she breaks down astrology. Yeah. But somehow this ring came across my feed. <laughs> and it kind of it rattled my balls, you know? I mean it was like <laughs> It was like, whoa! Who put that together? Yeah. And um, and I happened to be into the Celio meteorites, like that was like everything, uh, you know, that in the Moldavite and the tektites and all that stuff is really into right now. And uh, there, there's JJ. In walks JJ. It's <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. This whole thing. This whole thing is so crazy.
0: It's amazingly crazy and it's amazingly gifted and it's amazingly good. All four of us here tonight are talented. We are creators and we try to bring love to the world the best we can. Even it's fucking hard sometimes, but um you know ain't nothing higher. Ain't no mountain higher than that. That's how I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to spin it that way and drop the mic and
3: But look at the synchronistic stuff. So that's what we're pointing out. It's the synchronistic universe. It's these overlays of... of... uh, of synchronicities. And some people call that, without realizing it, some people call that stuff like the hand of God or God. Yeah. They throw this stuff in. But, you know, for me, it's like I... You know, I see it more in the synchronistic universe because I'm looking. And... uh, That's another thing is this whole idea of observance. And when and, and some people, like Michael Watcher, whom I just love. You know, uh,
0: I, I love him, too.
3: He's a dear heart. Oh, my God. And he's so talented. He's a creator.
0: He's wicked talented.
3: He is all around. And uh, he he said to me recently, I've got a new show I'm doing with him, people. And But he said to me, I don't know, maybe two months ago, he's like, I have to turn down the synchronicity sometime. Yeah. <laughs> because they we do get too LA intense. LA. Yeah,
0: we've been saying that. That's fine. A synchronicity is that we've actually been saying that lately.
3: Well, it's interesting because there was a time in my life where the you couldn't turn up high enough to get the amount we're getting right now. Yeah. And so the fact that we have to turn them down without oh. I mean if you're doing LSE or, or stuff stuff like that, yeah, you're already tapped into it. But it, like back in the day, but there was a time where it just felt like yeah. you could really like just a couple synchronicities were just like, wow, ride that wave. And now
0: it's it's a
3: tidal wave. And so at times we do need to turn them back, yeah. turn it down.
0: Yeah. I know what you mean. No, and it's it's strange that we're at that point. JJ, what do you think about us being in a point where synchronicity used to be something we almost didn't notice, and now it's at the point where it's like a fire hose? Uh, what do you make of that?
2: Um, well, I think, you know, I think they've always been there. I think they've always been there, and we just didn't see them, and now our perception is just, uh, you know... <laughs> I think we're awake, mm-hmm. basically, or whatever, and we just notice them. I, that's my take on it. I dig it. I don't know it's a short answer.
0: <laughs> uh, concise good. is good.
2: I think it's always been happening, but um, yeah, I think that our awareness is that sharp now that we're just noticing, it, and it's just like second nature, and it's just right there in the face.
0: That's interesting, too, though. I mean, I just wonder how uh, thin the veil is getting or what the planets are doing with, I don't know, just uh, just just things coming to mind. But, yeah. Um,
3: aren't we courting it? I mean, we're courting it collectively in a bigger way. We're recording the oh, yeah. awakening, whatever you want yeah. to call it. And so... It's, it's there for me, like in the past, it was like an LSD experience where everything would be like, whoa. And that I was open to the world's synchronicities. And then in waking life, they were just not as they're just there. I think it's always there. I do agree a hundred percent with that, but for some reason it just wasn't, they just weren't as so. At the surface. And again, I think it's because I had this issue of being going too far because I had a snap in the 80s that was, you know, like, I think technically it'd be called a psychotic snap. And uh, it was... Well, it changed my life (laughs) and it took years to get over or not to get over to process. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. Now I feel grounded enough and I know there's nothing to fear if I don't in the way, if I don't frame it in a way that is fearful because our perception, AKA framing it is how we're going to, to, you know, is is how we're framing it absolutely it's 90 percent of the
0: pros. so now everything is perception though you're right
3: but now i'm open to it and so i've allowed that mechanism that was in me that had to shut him down unless i said I'm doing LSD and I'm open to the experience and that's the envelope in which I'm open to that experience. And I kept it separate. And then this is my day side life and they're not welcome here outside of a deja vu or something, you know, and to keep my sanity. And because I had, I'd fallen off, I fell off. And, and it was a big deal amongst my whole social circle (laughs) That's it. There's things, there's like Mish is hard. under the bed and won't come out.
0: Oh, <laughs> Nish, Nish, get out of the bed. Come on, come out, come out for me. But, um, no, I mean, like it, it's it's but okay to, to circle back around to perception quickly. I mean, that's I mean, most of the I'm learning from this autonomy course right now, run by Richard Grove. Then, um, this is there was this clip today talking about how one of the greatest mechanisms in sales is persuasion and Richard was saying he didn't quite like persuasion, but there was a general tone to that. That's about the conveyance of information. And if you can do that at a meta level, it's almost as if like there's some kind of quality of vibration that almost um, like a clock ticking amongst other clocks and they eventually all start vibing like that. I think that's a, a phase. Uh, that's a metaphor for the phase that we're entering into soon.
3: Is this a, so this is kind of an open question for the group. Do you think, what's everyone's idea on contracts? And so I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about contracts and those people are talking about contracts right now. But as far as a collective uh, moving into this through different terminology, we've been seeing the, the event and all this stuff is this a is this a are we is this a contract that we're collectively agreeing to somehow is you know i don't know i sound discombobulated here so because i don't know i, how to raise the question.
1: Question. I uh some time looking at contracts and undoing contracts it never really did anything for me and i think that um it's not and my father was a lawyer and he did contractual law and there is something to be said about agreements so yeah in the sense that is this a contract i think it's it's a matter of resonance you were talking about the, the clocks coming together and eventually everything's ticking at the same time and how we do create with our imaginations, there is this inner substance that we emit into the fabric of space time collectively. And in that sense, the more people who are imagining, thinking, dreaming of, wishing for, hoping against, et cetera, et cetera, whatever it is, the more that do that, something is going to be created. So in that sense, yeah, it, it's a contract collectively. And I, I, um, if you look at somebody like Nassim Haramine, who I love, he mm-hmm. speaks about this all the time and how important it is. It, we think we don't have any impact in our world, but even a thought mm-hmm. is being transmitted because we are, each of us, a holographic universe within ourselves. Each cell, each little tiny little portion of the cell is a holographic universe. And we're all connected in this way. So. This is an important thing to keep in mind. And I am trying, in answer to your question about contracts, I am trying to, one of my practices every day, is to think at least one good thought with intention and um, with real clarity and real coherency. So I'm only imagining this one thought in its fullest form and visualizing my holographic universes in action, transmitting that for the good of, of everyone, me included. Mm. And it, it's actually a really cool practice.
0: It's yeah, making- it definitely is.
1: It is. you know. Yeah. Before we end up leaving the night, I have a question for you guys and it, just let me know when I can ask it it relates to magic and uh, agreements
3: if you will this, this seems like the spot to me <laughs> <laughs> well
1: let me preface just with a little story Two two little stories that happened in my past one when I was 15 years old I had a crush on this guy a really massive crush like I'm just have been wanting to do my whole life. It's just got a fever. I know, I know, I know, oh God. And, um, I, I did some candle magic not really knowing what I was doing because there was not that much information accessible. I did in, intuitively. And I just did some candle magic and I was getting on getting off a bus in the city of chicago right in front of the art institute and who's getting on the bus (laughs) that's the guy that i did the candle magic for (laughs) completely like you know we we were out of our element it was not out of our element i mean both in the city but it was and and you know he said hey let's have some coffee it really freaked me out okay (laughs) then Go fast forward to I don't know the was it the late 80s or the early 90s? The early 90s. I bought a book on the Enochian alphabet. Mm. I wanted to know more about John Dee and Edward Kelly. I just was drawn to that. I started looking into the Enochian alphabet. I ended up burning the book. It freaked me out. I really succumbed to the fear that came up. I it was it. It just was this overwhelming feeling of I knew what this was I I hadn't done well with it at all and I better get rid of it before some damage before I created something not right. So my question is uh, the obvious answers are yeah I must have some past life experience with these things but there's still a sense of an agreement of some kind and this goes back to your question about contracts it doesn't necessarily have to be a physical contract it can be a psychological binding of sorts so this this makes sense to you guys and I'm still feeling this I still have an apprehension of the word itself of the practice itself there's the good there's the bad and then there's just my own um I've stayed away from it and I I go with what I love, which is where I continue to move. But I think my reaction at this stage in my life is just plain silly. And maybe I'm not asking for answers, but more advice about what to do with this
0: energy. Do you want to feel this? Because I also realize we haven't even gotten to JJ's favorite book yet. I think
3: oh I didn't mention.
0: It's okay. No, the good as we, we say, okay. we are, as we <laughs> good, good conversations go in spirals and circles. So that's how it goes. Um, yeah, but um, I like the question, Bibi nishnish Do you want to field that one?
3: Biebs, can you can you shorten that question and make it like a one sentence like? So, I mean, I have a ton of thoughts on that, of course, and I think that first, just off the top of my head, you know, as a longtime magician, basically always, and coming, coming into it from pretty magical practicing people is first of all, and at the base note, and you know this, a thought is a spell, right? And then when we actually do something about that thought, aka light a candle with intent, and we start involving elements to aid us in our our perceived will, then we have created a psychic contract, and we have thrown that out into the greater universe. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the one of the base lessons in and spell work in general is is you ha- so you do the spell. This is kind of the one-on-one on this stuff is you do the spell. So you you, you know you, you, even if it's if even if it's not like a ceremonial where you're going by the day and the hour, if it's just light a candle and or carve into the candle and focus on something, at, at, at whatever hour, whatever day, that is creating a very powerful thought form that goes out into the universe, and and then the more you add on to that. You know, makes it more potent. However, the mistake people make often is then they become obsessed with what it is they're trying to get, and and then the obsession actually turns. The obsession usually creates the opposite effect. By the way,
0: so yeah, one, yeah, yeah. You cannot have attachment to results.
3: No, you have. The, yeah. So the one on one is you do the spell, and you, and you the best you can. You forget about it. You leave it alone however these things vibrate out into the world forever and this is the thing i think people don't realize when they're starting out when they're young and starting out doing this kind of manipulative uh mani- manipulating their environment and uh, which i think is a good thing i mean this is i do think it's a good thing to to do i do think that all roads lead to the same point. And so there's, but the obsession aspect and the fact that that psychic contract, which is what I'm always concerned about that, that's a different, that's a whole different thing. And so that spell that you did, that was a psychic contract in my opinion. And those things never die out unless you, go in and 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 try to settle that contract
0: you have to deprogram it basically you have
3: to settle the contract you can oh
0: well, yeah yeah exactly like a lawyer we're, we're saying well yeah we're saying the same thing i think
3: yeah so but i don't know in specific what was the what was oh, the question?
1: i i can answer that uh, thank you for asking me to you know boil it down it's not so much the spell that I did with that boy that actually had repercussions and uh, I got paid back for it. <laughs> so I consider it done. I let it go. and That was fine. What I think I'm referring to is the um, all of the energy I feel around the Enopian alphabet that um, in my sense, it, this is something from a past life. Mm-hmm. However you want to view it, that's, how I view it. This is energy that's floating around. It's I created it or I was part of it and I'm encountering it again. And I am I feel kind of like a, a little chicken shit because I'm afraid of what oh, I feel
0: and I'm on. afraid
1: to look at it. Right.
0: You're and, awesome.
1: Well, thank you, darling. I, you know, in this case, I'm a chicken shit. I really am. And, um, that's what I'm asking. How does one, approach there's something so powerful that happened with this information back then and i i i feel i was there and yet i'm afraid to look at it okay um and i when i hear people say be very circumspect be very very um diligent and Trying, you know, like the warrior path or the, you know, the, the, uh, the shamanic warrior or whatever, the word impeccability, I resonate to that. And I guess I wasn't impeccable at one time, somewhere down the line. And I see it and it's haunting (laughs) me and I don't know what to do about it. Well,
0: none of us are perfect to be fair. Guys, ladies, I say guys, ladies, uh, people, cos, cosmic creatures of divine origin and special meaning to my heart. Boom. Y'all, I guess uh, this has been a really great conversation and we could talk for a bazillion more hours and we're going to have to do it again. Well, all right. Thank you for listening to the Six of Cups episode four with BB, Nish Nish, JJ and I. We had a great time and I hope you enjoyed listening to it. There's going to be more roundtables to come, more Six of Cups coming up, and more Six of Swords as well. And as you may or may not know, there's going to be some more Sixes coming up uh, soon enough. So look forward to those coming up in the next few months, because they're coming down the pipeline. So that was our show. I hope you got a lot out of it. If you have any recommendations or people that you'd like to hear on a roundtable, or if you'd like to be on a roundtable, you can reach out to me at occultfan at gmail.com course it's occultfan.com for the main site and uh until next time thank you for listening and i hope you're doing everything you can to live the maximized magical life that you can and to have the positive impact on our realm that you're here to have so with that away we go